Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the baseball podcast, the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. I'm here hanging with the dogs. It's midweek. There's not a lot of baseball going on. I mean, I was thinking to myself over the last couple days, um, there's not a lot of topics, you know, like interesting topics, like compelling topics to make a baseball podcast about, especially when you get into November and December and January and February. Uh, March is pretty good because, hope. well, in a normal year, you would have pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, this year, it's probably not going to happen. Um, there's a lot we don't know, I guess, about the, uh, the um, agreement that's coming up, the CBA. Um, th- we just don't know, like, some people say that um, the minor leagues are still going to happen. You know, then I've heard that the minor leagues might not happen. Um, because I, I think most Pirates fans would be happy as long as we had the minor leagues. Because at this point, we're still not really um, that interested in these major league players. You know, uh, there's some interest whether O'Neill Cruz is going to be able to hit in the major leagues. Um, there's some interest to see how much um, Key Brian Hayes bounces back. You know, we all like watching, um, uh, you know, the center fielder Brian Reynolds. But other than that, I mean, we probably got a little tired of watching guys like Will Crow, you know, pitch, and we certainly got tired of watching Mitch Keller pitch every fifth day. Um, you know, how excited can you get about Max Kranick? Uh, You know, it's just like. The major league team most likely isn't going to be very entertaining again this year anyway. So it would almost be to the benefit of the Pirates to have a long shutdown. Um, For one, your minor league players get to develop. They get a little bit older. Um, So, you know, they'll be a little bit more ready when they finally come up. Um, The next round of guys, I assume, will will be guys like... um, uh, I would say like Mason Martin, you know, he's going to get a shot at some point, you know, especially if he starts off decent next year. Um, I think Matthew Frazier, as long as he continues his hot hitting, will get a shot in this next round. And we'll be closer to guys like Nick Gonzalez, especially because he's gotten a lot of at-bats in the Arizona Fall League. They might be a little bit more um, apt to um, skip him a level, you know, maybe not to keep him in double A as long as they normally would. If he continues to hit well, right right now he's hitting about 324. He's getting some walks. He's hitting some doubles. You know, I'm not sure if he has a home run yet or not in the AFL. Uh, I want to say just doubles and maybe a triple. Um, but, you know, you have some good pitchers in the AFL, and the fact that he's hanging with them is nice to see. Um there's another guy, a Phillies prospect, Bryson Stott, uh, who's also hitting very well for that team, the Javelinas. Um, but Stott is 24. You know, he's a couple years older. But then you have a team like Philadelphia that normally doesn't have to rush their prospects because they sign a lot of veterans. You know, they really don't have any homegrown players on their team. Uh, they had a third baseman, and his defense got bad, and then he didn't hit in his third year. And then they had a first baseman who got hurt this year, who's been okay. Um, But, 
you know, that's about all they have as far as homegrown players in their entire team in the Philadelphia Phillies system. So, you know, a guy like Bryson Stock could help them because, you know, at least you're getting a little bit of energy, a little bit of youth coming into your program. Um, but he's 24. The Pirates don't always have the luxury of um, keeping guys down in the, in the minor leagues until they're 24. Um, so you might see guys come up younger than that, a la O'Neill Cruz. Um, definitely guys who may have started out of high school, uh, like Michael Burrows um, and uh, Quinn Priester and guys like that. They're probably going to get a taste of the major leagues before their 24th birthday. But, you know, that's what you have going on. Like, not a lot in baseball right now. Uh, you have a little bit of the um, Arizona Fall League. And then you have the World Series, which isn't what it used to be. I mean, at one point, um, all the World Series games were on ABC. And they would get a very high share of the national audience, you know, for a sport at that time. Uh, so that this was going on, like, in the 1950s, 1960s, especially in the 70s and 80s. You know, baseball was, like, the top sport. Uh, but, you know, as we know now, there's so much competition um, the NFL, particularly with uh, their fantasy leagues, um, pretty much runs the show. I mean, it's a pretty sad state of affairs that you could have a Thursday night game on the NFL network, you know, or on ESPN or whoever's carrying it. You could have a Thursday night game where it's like two not great teams, you know, not, not even like a super duper matchup. And that would be... Game seven of the World Series, probably, in most markets, if not all. Well, not the home markets, but let's say every city besides a few, you know, um, which is pretty sad, you know, like that's just how baseball is. It's as I've said, you know, it's it's in a very tight spot right now because uh, they're they're trying to make, do things to make the game shorter. I do like what they did with the um, I like what they did with two things. Uh, I like the double headers that were only seven innings. I thought that was a little bit more compelling, and I like the um, the extra innings where you have a guy on second base. That was actually really creative. You know, they're not doing that in the playoffs, but if they keep those two things, I'd be all right with it. You know, and I'm sort of a um, you know a guy that's watched baseball for a long time, um, but you know, you need some changes. You know, like not that many young people are watching baseball in America. Um, I had mentioned before that there's some countries, though, where baseball is actually gaining popularity. You know, you have Japan, you have South Korea, but you have pretty much everywhere in the um, uh, down south of Mexico, you know, and even in Mexico. Um, but then when you go south to like um, the Dominican Republic, um, Cuba, uh, some of those southern leagues, um, people really want to play baseball, you know, even in, like I said, even in Haiti, because those, there's so many young people in those countries that have no way of really making it out, you know, really defecting into a better life. And that's why you see some of the best athletes in those countries, um, particularly Venezuela and the Dominican Republic, um, play baseball, you know, it's their chance to get discovered, um, Scouts from uh, major league teams go to these countries and they'll sign guys for 50 grand, 100 grand, 150 grand, or occasionally you'll get the big signings, you know, like two or three million bucks. 
Um, but yeah, it's more, more often than not, it's like the, the smaller league, smaller guys, you know, and these guys are signed when they're like 17 years old. I think you're allowed to sign a guy maybe at age 16, but I could be wrong, but I have seen some 17 and 18 year olds come out for sure, you know? So, um, baseball is popular in some areas. It's not going anywhere per se. Um, but the competitive balance thing is really weighing on it. And, you know, again, we don't know if um, if both sides want competitive balance. They probably want different time, ways of competitive balance. We're probably not going to get a hard salary cap. But I'm okay with um, no cap as long as there's a floor, right? Because the Pirates would be so much more exciting if they had to spend at least $100 bucks. We could actually have conversations on Twitter that were serious conversations about, well, why don't we sign this guy, you know? Or why don't we package up some prospects for that guy? Uh, and now it's just like, you just can't get any oomph in those conversations because we know that it's not going to happen, you know? In this particular offseason, um, it'll be interesting to see if any of the teams um, start signing free agents early um, because nobody knows what's going to happen in the... Um, in this competitive balance or like the CBA, you know, the collective bargaining agreement. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, the sides are so far apart. You know, there's certain things that they're discussing, but they're so far apart at this point, you can't even begin to speculate on where they might land. You know, it's going to last through... It, it, it's poss- I've heard it mentioned that possibly... It might happen sooner than later, right? So the owners might decide to call a lockout sometime around Thanksgiving. Uh, and then that way, it, the, the talks would heat up in December, you know, um, and we wouldn't necessarily have that much attention to like the winter meetings or the Rule 5 draft. Uh, most of the attention would be on... Um, trying to come to some kind of agreement, obviously, because you want to play baseball. Um, I do think that both sides want to play baseball. Um, but just like in politics these days, um, it's going to sometimes it just comes down to the wire, you know. And, and, you know, as we see in politics, nobody wants to give anything anymore. Like there's no rewards in um, people trying to compromise um, people want to, they vote you in and they want you to go 100% against that guy or for your party, you know? And that, that's kind of the way the world is right now. Like there's not a lot of negotiations anymore. Uh, everything is hard lined and that is going to make for a difficult time, uh, for major league baseball. Cause you have hockey, which sort of had that issue, but they got to the point where, Hey, Guys, we're not even going to be able to afford to have a league, you know, if we strike for too long. You know, like hockey is not, um, there's a lot of people that watch hockey in their local markets. Um, The hockey playoffs aren't big nationwide, and it just is what it is. I mean, there's a lot of diehard hockey fans, but it's not, well, it's certainly not the NFL. I think we can all agree to that, you know. Um, Even college football is probably probably to the point where it's bigger than hockey. Um, It's probably, you know, 
more watched than baseball. I, I, it's just like we're in a football. Um, uh, we're kind of in a football stage, you know, as far as sports go. Um, people will watch um, MMA. You know, people will watch video games. There's a lot of different things that people like to watch that you could call a sport. Um, people still occasionally watch pro wrestling. You know, they'll sign on to uh, to watch a pay-per-view. People will watch a pay-per-view for a good boxing match. Although, you know, there's not really um, a big name out there. There's no Mike Tysons out there that people will have parties to watch, you know. It's just somebody's got to step up and be a boxer. But we don't even know if boxing is going to be a sport 20 years from now um, because we're so focused on um, concussions and stuff like that, you know. But for at least right now, the sport of the hour is football, led by the NFL, um, also college football on Saturdays. You get the bowl games, you know, around the holidays and into January, and then, um, yeah, I mean, in February, that's when you pretty much only have um, the NBA and the NHL. And those are two sports that are, they're watched, you know, like people like them. The NBA is um, it's certainly not popular in Pittsburgh, but like even in a lot of other cities, you know, the, the NBA is just not that big of a deal, you know. And the NBA's got problems too, right? I mean, you have a few star players, um, you have certain teams that can compete, and then you have a lot of bad teams. Um, So it's not unlike Major League Baseball, you know, when you're talking about competitive balance and stuff like that. But I mean, baseball was the national pastime. You know, baseball was around in the 1800s. Baseball was big uh, even during the Depression, you know. Baseball was big during World War II, um, in the 1920s, uh, the Roaring Twenties, before the Depression, baseball was huge in New York with Babe Ruth and you know all these guys like that that were playing. Um, now, it was heard in Chicago by the Black Sox. I think that was in 1919 where people were gambling on baseball. Um, but, you know, and it was hurt somewhat, I guess, with the steroids and stuff like that. But baseball's always been around, and that's why... You know, this is kind of a concern, you know, like there's just not a lot of excitement for Major League Baseball. I mean, the World Series is getting okay Um, TV, you know, some people are watching it, you know, some old timers are watching it. Maybe there's even some kids that are watching it with their dads. But for the most part, um, it's going to be beat out by, you know, whatever's popular now, the voice or like... um, CVU, you know, uh, whatever TV show is big right now. Um, And that's just the networks, right? Most people are home watching Netflix or HBO Max um, or they're streaming something. So, I mean, it's not like Major League Baseball is a big deal, you know. Most people won't even know that the World Series is happening tonight. Uh, It's just not that big a deal. I'm sure it's big in Atlanta, Um Atlanta has a very storied history of baseball in the last 30 years. I'm sure it's big in Atlanta. I'm sure it's big in Houston because they've been good for a a decade now. And the people in in Houston know a lot of these players. You know, they know Carlos Correa. 
Um, they know Altuve. Um, they just, you know, it's fun watching those guys. And not for nothing, Houston's football team is just horrendous this year. So I'm sure they're looking for something to watch in Houston, which is a very decent-sized city still. Um, it's always been one of the biggest five cities in, in America, uh, especially when you include the, uh, the suburbs in there, you know. So I'm sure that those markets are doing fine. But outside of there, like most people aren't watching baseball. Um, minor, I've been to a decent amount of minor league baseball games this summer. And they were, you know, there were, so, there were some people at the games, you know. There's some people like, that like to go to Altoona to watch a game. But baseball just doesn't own the summer like it used to. I mean, uh, if you're at your beach house, you might put the Phillies game on. But you might just as soon put something else on, you know. Um, it's not like it used to be, you know, like baseball and hot dogs all summer. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get that back in this country. Um, we maybe see some expansion at some point to other countries, just like the NFL is trying to do. Um, I don't know how you could do it if you had a couple of your pro teams in Venezuela. That would be difficult. You could have a couple pro teams in the Dominican, though, you know, and fly down there. You could have a pro team in Mexico City, and we've had pro teams in Canada. I mean, that's a possibility, but I just don't know where baseball is heading. You know, I mean, they love it in some cities. Some, some teams, you know, they're doing well with attendance, but mostly those are like these high-revenue cities, you know, where the team's winning, particularly in L.A., um, San Francisco. You know, in those two cities, people like to go watch baseball. Um, San Diego did very well, particularly because um, they spent a lot of money and there was a lot of buzz going around San Francisco. Uh, and like I said, um, people still go to watch the Cubs because it's a fun thing to do in the summer. But not a lot of people go to watch the White Sox, even though they were in first place. Um, people don't watch the, uh, the Cleveland Indians as much as they used to when the Jake first opened, right? Um, so, I mean, you have these great ballparks, particularly in Pittsburgh and Baltimore, where nobody's going. And it's just sad, man. I mean, it really is. Like, um, it's still fun to follow the prospects. And there's been a lot of talk about, like, well, we have better prospects today than we had 10 years ago or 15 years ago or five years ago. It's really not true for the most part. Um, it's just that We've already seen those guys bust out. And it's hard for us to imagine that someone like Nick Gonzalez can bust out or even like an O'Neill Cruz could bust out because he had a few hot weeks in AAA that we got excited about. But any of these guys could bust out, you know. Um, with pitchers, sometimes you just get hurt, like Jamison Talion, you know. He just kept getting hurt, you know. Glasnow got hurt. And uh, when Glasnow was still in Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, he hadn't put it together yet, you know. So, and even, um, even Garrett Cole's had kind of a rough year this year. So, I don't know, man. I don't know where we're at as far as baseball goes. But I was thinking about some of the things I'm looking forward to next year. Like, I do want to see if um, Matthew Frazier can keep it going. You know, I do want to see, um, let's just say there's no major leagues, right? I do want to see how Nick Gonzalez does in double A. Uh, I want to see how Quinn Priester does. Um, I want to see how these young guys do in Bradenton. Um, the three young guys we got from the draft, uh, 
that are hitters. And then there's a couple pitchers that are pretty interesting as well. Um, so, you know, the, it'll be fun to watch those guys. Is Andy Rodriguez going to c- continue to slug the ball? Probably, because he's going to be in Greensboro, right? Um, but, you know, can any of those guys from A pop out? Can we, do we have any pop-up prospects, you know? Do we have like a, a Cannon Smith Nigma that just starts doing really well or a Suwinski that starts doing really well or a Cal Mitchell, you know, or Travis Swaggerty that, you know, reignites his career? Like it's fun to watch the minor leagues, you know, it really is. Um, that's what we as Pittsburgh Pirates fans have come to watch is, I mean, you have to have hope, right? You have to have hope and you have to have faith in something, even though we have no faith in the owner, you know, we maybe we'll have faith in our draft, you know, maybe we'll have faith in, um, you know, just that it, we're due, you know, that we're going to get lucky. Um, you have to have some hope and faith. And I think with the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles, it's all about your minor league system. You know, um, you want to see how those guys are um, continuing to develop. And you even have guys like Ashcraft, you know, let's see how he comes back from his injury. So a couple guys got hurt um, that were considered pretty decent prospects and you just never know man like Matt Frazier popped up out of nowhere um so who's gonna who's gonna be the next pop-up prospect you never know because that's why that's why it's a pop-up prospect you know nobody thought that um Mason Martin was gonna have that 2019 you know and he just popped up out of nowhere and just crushed it so that's some things we have to look forward to in the minors you know like how are these guys gonna do um, some people like to see how they're ranked, you know, with their FV um, at certain prospect sites. Uh, and some people just like to see, like, how the team is going to be ranked. Like, let's say in the midseason prospect rankings at Baseball America, um, are the Pirates going to be in the top three, you know? Uh, we don't know, but some, you know, there's some things that are just fun to follow. And, of course, the draft is fun. The, tr- the trade deadline is somewhat fun. Although, like I said, I was very disappointed with um, just seeing Trey Turner getting traded for just a couple prospects, even with more than a year left in his deal without um, leaving like a small market, you know. That was disappointing. But uh, maybe some things will change this winter in the collect- with the collective bargaining agreement, you know. Um, one thing we know is by the time next summer rolls around, I don't think we're going to be hearing much about viruses anymore. You know, I think we'll be free of that probably for quite a while because those things tend to happen, um, once every 30 to 50 years, you know, like these big time viruses. Um, so we could get back to like just enjoying baseball, but we don't know what it's going to look like. And I guess that's the excitement heading into the winter, you know? The winter can be really long and really cold and really boring, right? You can't go outside. Um, a lot of times people get um, cabin fever in the winter. You know, people start drinking more in the winter. You know, just like you find something to do. But um, you watch a lot of TV. You gain some weight. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't know if we're going to have that excitement in March of pitchers and catchers reporting or February 26th or whenever that is, you know. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, so a lot of my podcasts during the winter are going to be covering um, the collective bargaining agreement. Um, I expect to do a couple podcasts based on the um, the 40-man roster, which will be about a week after the um, the last game of the World Series. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I just kind of chilled today. 
<clears throat> never really woke up, to be honest with you. Uh, but I do expect to do some stuff on the 40-man roster. And then once teams announce their 40-man rosters, there'll be some interesting articles about who might be available to the Pirates in the Rule 5 draft, as well as who are we likely to lose in the Rule 5 draft. And that kind of stuff is pretty fun, right? You know, it's something baseball. Um, so, but normally you have like the trades and the and the free agent signings going on in the winter meetings. I don't know if any of that stuff's going to happen. A lot of what the stuff is going to be is just what's being reported as far as what they're discussing in the collective bargaining agreement. You know, and we won't get to hear about kids playing. Let's just hope that we get a minor leagues next year because I think this particular year, most of the people listening to this podcast really enjoyed the minor leagues this year, possibly more than the major leagues, just because we had Nogalski, we had Alford, we had Kai Tom, for God's sakes. I mean, that was rough, right? You had guys like Kyle Keller come through. I mean, I, I don't even know some of the names that came through. You know, we had like the worst, one of the worst plays in Pirates history by a first baseman that was at one time a first round pick. And then he decided to move over to a different country. He was so embarrassed. You know, it was just not the best year for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. And it was just embarrassing to see some of the crowds in August. Just absolutely just sad, you know. And September was no better. It was just really, like, depressing. You know, we had a couple good weekends. We had the um, the series we won against the Mets. We had um, the series we won against the Phillies. Um, we had a couple fun games, like the walk-off Grand Slam. Um, but you know what? A lot of it was just like, how are these minor league guys doing? And when are they going to get up here, you know? Like, oh, did you see what uh, Matt Frazier's doing? He, he's MVP of the league, you know? Or this N.D. Rodriguez guy, I hadn't really heard of him before, you know? Or, oh, Quinn Priester had 14 strikeouts in one game. You know, or O'Neill Cruz is just like literally hitting the ball into the parking lot in batting practice. You know, I think, that, I think next year that's going to be what we're hoping to experience. So I hope we at least get an MILB season. You know, regardless of what happens with the collective bargaining agreement. Although in Pittsburgh, we're hoping that there's some competitive balance stuff going on. And other than that, man, I mean, I'm probably not going to be podcasting quite as much because there's just not many topics out there. But those are some of the things that we can discuss. We can have a little fun with over the winter when we're trying to stay warm, stay dry. You know, you don't want to go into work with wet socks. Um, You don't want to like, um, have your ears freezing off in the winter, you know, because you have to walk a few blocks. You know, we want to think about the spring, you know, because that's when we usually think about baseball. So let's see what happens, you know. But anyway, it's this is the midweek podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you had a nice rest of the week. Um, we'll do some uh, NFL preview stuff. Um, this this NFL game on Thursday night. Um, it's two pretty good teams, but I have no sense of who's going to win. I just think that maybe there's going to be a lot of scoring. <sighs> Even though we have some injuries uh, and we have some guys out on COVID, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in the Cardinals-Green um, uh, Bay game because these two quarterbacks are winners, you know. 
And I think they're going to battle it out till the end. So the Thursday night game might be fun. Maybe you watch some of the World Series. Uh, But in any case, whatever you do, peace out. Enjoy yourselves. The dogs love you. See you.